0: So good morning, everybody. This is Maria Pesson, founder of For Women Over 50. I am excited because today I am having Linda Bolton on our podcast. And Linda is the founder and CEO of Natural Calm out of Canada. And she's joining us here today to talk about her path over 50. So Linda, thank you for joining us and tell
1: the audience a little bit about you. Well, thank you, Maria. It's really delightful to be here. Well, I am actually um, almost 70 years old and um, I've had three amazing careers. I was a, a director of nursing and CEO and then a, a co-pastor with my husband. And um, I now have been running my own company since I was in my early 50s. So roughly, I started our company in 2004. And how that happened was my husband and I heard that there were 40 million orphans in the continent of Africa. So we went to Malawi in 2004, came back to Canada thinking, what can we do to help? We have no money. And shortly after, my younger sister started using a magnesium supplement called Natural Calm that was only available in the United States. And it really helped her with with severe migraines and myself with insomnia and muscle pain. So I started importing it into Canada, this wonderful Natural Calm Magnesium. And um, within about six months, the the owner of the company in the U.S. gave me the exclusive distribute distribution rights for Canada. And um, at the same time, we decided, my husband and I decided that we wanted our company to be a social enterprise, which basically means that we would give profits after business expenses to help the poor in whatever way we could. And over the course oh, of the I was looking at
0: your um, about page on your site. And it said that your goal was to end hunger. And I thought, oh my God, that's such a big goal. Not that you want (laughs) that hunger is a big thing and we know it's a big thing, but that you want to end it for everybody. Like you think that there's a possibility that in your lifetime you can make
1: that happen was astounding to me. I was so impressed. Well, thank you, Maria. We I know that we will never be able to end hunger. And actually, over the course of the last couple of years with COVID and the global economy, things are getting way worse for the people that live in extreme poverty. But what we did eventually is we started our own nonprofit, which at the time was called Organics for Orphans, Organics for Orphans, and it's now been rebranded to Thrive for Good. And what our four main goals were were to teach organic gardening, nutrition natural medicine and income generation to the poorest of the poor. So we set up a training center in Kenya and um, where men and women could come and stay with us for a month and learn everything we could possibly teach them. My husband and I developed the curriculum and taught there for years. And um, they would take what they would learn and go out and teach organic gardening and nutrition to the mamas who lived in mud huts they were actually taking care of the of the children, the orphan children, and the children that really didn't know where their next meal was coming from. And I think when you go and you and you see what's going on in these third world countries, it has such an impact, at least it did on my husband and I, that you want to see what you can do to help and and you know possibly change. And I know we'll probably never end poverty, so to speak, but trying for so. good is doing You're putting it you know, out there is amazing hmm. Well, thank you. And we've been doing this now for almost 19 years. And we're both my husband turned 70. And I'm almost 70. So, you know, I believe that it doesn't matter what your age is that we can still be used to make a difference. And it really gives your life a lot of purpose when you do something like this. Of course, I
0: imagine it makes your life that much more amazing. So do you travel to Africa often?
1: Yes, we do. We've been going uh, with the exception of uh, the two years of, over COVID. We have been going to Kenya for 16 years. And then my husband actually, a year and a half ago, went to Tanzania and climbed Mount Kilimanjaro to help raise funds and awareness for Thrive for Good, our nonprofit, and also just basically people living in poverty. So, um, and our plans are to go back in January again. So it's been a while. I'm really looking forward to seeing our staff in Kenya. We have a wonderful man who oversees our our center. He's the international director. So our projects are now all run by Africans, which is what our our hope was going to be. That's important. People need
0: to learn how to take care of themselves.
1: Yes, for sure. You
0: know, give um, somebody a plate of food and you feed them for a minute and give them seeds to plant the food and you feed them for their lifetime. That's right.
1: That's exactly right, right, Maria. So it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. Well, thank you. And I I really enjoyed um, running the business too. It was a a childhood dream of mine to have a business, but um, didn't materialize till I was 52. (laughs) So you never know what's going to happen in life. Well, it's
0: amazing that uh, you've had so many careers. And what's interesting is that you did something at the age of 52. You started something new, a brand new business, and a lot of... People, a lot of women think that after a certain age, those things aren't available to them anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's
0: not true because this, you could take all of your experience and distill them into any kind of business that you want.
1: Oh, I agree. And when I worked as a director of nursing, I worked with seniors, psychogeriatrics. And it was interesting to me. I think senior people that are over 65 probably have the most to give. You know, they're the ones who have the wisdom and the skills and the experience and, Just the, you know, years of life. And I think that, you know, too many people, once they hit about 60, 65, think all they can do is just either, you know, sit on a beach or sit in a rocking chair. And I think we have got so much to give and to offer people. So it can be the best years of our lives. It depends on attitude, which is what I think that you're trying to get across, Maria. Yes, it's definitely mindset. It's
0: what you believe. You know, when I first um, turned 50... I started to see things deteriorate in my life, my health, my career, my home life, my kids were grown and I was alone. So it's easy to get depressed and to feel like this all there is. But if you turn it around and say, you want to make this the best time of your life, Mm -hmm. you can, and you're proof that you can have a second career or Third career in your case, Uh you you can have it be a business and it could be whatever you want it to be. You can make it for profit, not for profit, some profit, some, you know, that you give away. It could be anything that you want it to be. And it could be the purpose that you've wanted to explore your whole life, but never really had the opportunity to. And now that your kids are grown and you're in a different stage in your life, you can explore things. Uh So what are some of the things that you explored when you turned 50 that you started to think about that you never did before besides running a business?
1: Well, when it, uh, actually uh, it's an interesting story because my husband and I were both married before. We have a blended family. We both brought two children into the relationship and that was in our that was about 32 years ago. So we were in our late 30s early 40s. And, um, you know, just blending families, doing, we actually, when we were pastors, we would help people with divorce recovery and blended families. And so there was a lot of different transition, a lot of things that happened. And then, um, you know, we were at a place where we'd been pastoring for 15 years. And, you know, sometimes you just kind of know something's going to change. There's something different happening. And, you know, the whole process of of going from being, you know, a pastor into being a businesswoman was quite interesting. And one of the first things I did when I found out about this magnesium supplement was I tried to become what I would call a magnesium expert. And so I studied and researched and, you know, ended up doing a lot of teaching and training for customers and stores and whatever. And that took us to um, pretty much traveling right across Canada from, from East Coast to West Coast. And trying to, you know, introduce and train and educate people about the incredible benefits of magnesium and why it's important. So, um, you know, it was a real uh, real learning curve and, and a lot of hard work. I bet we were working 60 to 80 hours every week, just wow. trying to, you know, get the product into stores. People had never heard about powdered magnesium or the benefits of it. So, you know, it was a lot what of hard work couple of the benefits of magnesium? Well, like said, well, first of all, when I worked as a nurse, doctors would give magnesium intravenously. If a person came in the hospital suffering from a heart attack, stroke, high blood pressure, migraine, seizures, women with toxemia. So, you know, you would be hooked up to an intravenous drip of magnesium. And magnesium is actually one of your four major minerals. Your body absolutely requires it, but your body does not produce it. So you must get magnesium in food, which is found in unrefined nuts, grains, and seeds, and leafy greens, or through supplementation. And uh, there was a book it's written so by Doctor Dr. Dr. Dean Carolyn Dean, who is a medical doctor and a naturopath, and she says that eighty percent of the population are magnesium deficient. So you must get you must supplement with it every day in order to be healthy. So like I said at the beginning, the, this product changed my sister's life. She had had severe migraines for 30 years and was getting an average of two to three migraines a week. And she started taking the magnesium. And within a month, she went from two to three migraines a week to one magne- one migraine about every six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I also, I'd been going through uh, the stages of uh, premenopause and perimenopause And of course, I was struggling with a variety of issues, low bone density, um, stress, and especially sleep issues. And uh, the natural calm magnesium just seemed to take care of all those things. Mm -hmm. So it, it does help. There's over 100 different symptoms of magnesium deficiency. And one of the things that it's so important for is cardiovascular health for example lowering blood pressure lowering cholesterol keeping the arteries um unclogged it's a natural uh, blood thinner there's just I so many things I did that. not know this yeah it, it is, really is it's digestive health oh very very important very important for digestive health natural uh, magnesium is actually a um it is actually a natural healthy um uh, laxative if you take, if you take too much and most people love that side effect because many people suffer from constipation, especially as you get older. And it also helps with digestion. It helps with the absorption of vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients. So it's actually a very, very important, um, mineral and it, in, it activates your ATP bundles in your cells. So that gives you energy. And at night it activates melatonin, which is your sleep hormone.
0: It sounds like the magic pill.
1: It, well, it is a magic mineral and it activates over 800, you can look this up, there, there's a book called The Magnesium Miracle, um, it activates over 800 enzymatic processes in the body. So it's it's quite a, an incredible, and it's a mineral, it's just a simple mineral, there are four major minerals are magnesium, calcium, potassium, and sodium, and magnesium helps to regulate the other uh, three major minerals. Wow, so, that is and, so fascinating. Yeah, that's why the book's called The Miracle of Magnesium by Dr. Carolyn Dean. Look it up, Maria, because you'll be blown away by all the wonderful, incredible things that magnesium does in our bodies. It is interesting. Well, I'm glad I'm taking it then. Yeah, yeah. So did yours come in a pill form or is it a powder? It's a powder that you dissolve in hot boiling water and it you have to wait, it fizzes like a chemical reaction. And then the water becomes crystal clear and you can cool it off and drink it. A lot of people put it in their water bottle and sip it throughout the day and then take it, it about a half hour before going to bed. And it just gives you great sleep, it gets rid of excess calcium, which is one of the causative factors of so many health issues, because calcium builds up and things like hardening and narrowing the arteries, kidney stones, gallstones, charley horses, restless legs, are all, all caused by too much calcium. Calcium function you is I thought you right. need to take calcium. Well, it- you need you do you you get enough calcium in your diet. So, for example, if you eat any form of dairy, there's 10 calcium to one magnesium in dairy, and in any form of animal protein, including fish and beef, etc., there's five calcium to one magnesium. So you get quite a bit of calcium in your diet, but it's hard to get enough magnesium. So even like, I don't take any calcium supplements at all, but I do take a lot of magnesium and that helps my body absorb the calcium that I'm getting in my food. So it has helped to reduce, like I have um, wonderful sleeps. My bone density levels are way healthier now than they were almost 20 years ago when I started using magnesium. So it's really, um, yeah. uh, At our age, it's really ideal to
0: take. What dosage? I said at our age. Yes, it's very important. It's really important as a Mm -hmm. mineral that we need to have.
1: Yeah, everyone needs it. Even even, um, children, children that suffer with, um, you know, like uh, growing pains, um, children that eat a lot of dairy should be taking magnesium on a regular basis. So uh, they actually need more per pound of body weight than adults do. And women who are pregnant and nursing as well. There's actually two chapters in the uh, Dr. Dean's book on the importance of magnesium for uh, women's issues, even even menstrual cramps. You know, I know we don't get them anymore at 50, but I sure had them really bad when I was in my twenties and thirties. Mm-hmm. Don't miss that. I nope.
0: think one of the coolest things about <laughs> getting older is not getting your period anymore. Yes, for sure. I do not miss that at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I went into early men- menopause, so
1: I was especially lucky. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, it really is. Um. You know, it's it's very. And I th- I think an- another thing that's really important. You know, as we age, is having an attitude of gratitude, being thankful, and you know, really just um trying to make the most out of every day. And, and thinking, you know, for me, it's about thanking God for all the blessings that we have really. I think
0: when you have gratitude in your heart, your life is that much better. You're that much happier instead of, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, where things have gone wrong or what you don't have, or maybe a goal you didn't reach instead of being regretful, we need to feel happy for what we have and what we have attained. Like in your life, you not only got a business that you earn money from, but you, your charity brings you into places that you never would have experienced had you not done this. Oh, for sure. Yes, Maria. That's so true. I mean, the people you meet, the places you get to go to and get to see Mm -hmm. it's just amazing. Um, I spoke recently with someone on a prior podcast. And what her and her husband did is they became um, English teachers, uh, English as a second language in Thailand. Oh, how wonderful. Thailand or the Philippines, now I can't remember, but one of those countries. Mm -hmm. And um, they loved it. They loved teaching kids and adults um, English. And the experience of doing that and being out there is so gratifying and so exciting. I mean, mm-hmm. our lives can be more exciting, not less exciting. Rather than do the traditional daily grind nine to five, nine to seven, depending on your work, we can do things that we can express our creativity
1: and also have adventure. Yes, that's right. There's so much it life can be so much more rewarding when you um when you give, you know, when you help others for sure. For sure. And you've definitely have had adventures. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> so, We've seen some of the crazy places, and uh, you go out and you see the mamas in the mud huts, and you think, "Wow, we are so blessed to live in North well, share America." Share a
0: story. Yeah, share a story from your travels that
1: you can't forget that really is meaning to, meaningful to you. Probably one of the most important one was. um, We met a lady who was raising 10 children, five of them her own grandchildren, another five were orphans. And um, she was in her late 50s, and she took our five-day workshop where she learned about organic gardening and nutrition. And she went back to her little mud hut. There were about 10 people sleeping in this small little mud hut, probably about 16 by 16. And um, her and her grandsons were able to double dig 42 garden beds. And when my husband and I went out to meet her, she was so excited because not only had she been able to, you know, feed the children healthier food, she had all this, these greens and root vegetables that they were able to eat, but she'd been able to sell some of her produce and buy herself a mattress for the first time in her life. Oh my God. Yeah. Many of these mamas end up, you know, sleeping on burlap bags on the mud dirt floors and um, she went into the into her mud hut and came out carrying this mattress. It was just the size of a single bed, just a piece of sponge covered with colorful cloth. And she was in tears because she had finally been able to earn some money and buy herself a mattress. So she was so grateful and so thankful. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that, that really has made our life worthwhile and rewarding. Wow, that is a touching story. It's also kind of sad. That is
0: something she did not have her whole life.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the reality of so many people. And, you know, it's interesting, Maria. a lot of people think, well, Africa's hot, but at night, it's so cold. And many of these women and children, they don't even have blankets. You know, they're sleeping on dirt floors and you know, the poverty is shocking. You see some of the people. Another story we experienced when we first went to Africa, we first went to Kenya, was there were about 250 street boys that were living on the streets that were sniffing glue. So you'd have a bit of glue and a water bottle. They'd have the water bottle up their arm, you know, just a plastic bottle with glue in it. And these children, and I'm talking boys that are five, six, seven, living on the streets, And we did a feeding program, so we were giving them food, we were giving them rice and and beans just to give them, you know, a full stomach that day. And I remember going back to our, the guest house where we were staying and just bawling my eyes out because, you know, I have, we have four children, 10 grandkids, and I couldn't imagine what it would be like to not be able to have my children well-fed and cared for. You know, the, the heartache of these young children, it was just, oh, it just wrecked me.
0: And I hear that Kenya is such a aggressive country in Africa. I didn't know that the poverty there is so deep.
1: It is. It's bad. I mean, it's not near as bad as, as Congo and Sudan and many of the uh, Liberia. There's so many that are worse off. Kenya is lucky in the fact that it's a, it has a coastal uh, city, Mombasa, and it also has some of the, the best um. You know, uh, safaris and tourism, but there are so many countries in Africa that are just horribly poor. And Kenya still has in the uh, the Kibera slum in, in Nairobi, there's over a million people that live in tin shacks. You know, it's still very, very poor. So it's quite shocking. I I think every young person between about 13 and 16 should have to go to a third world country, whether it's, you know, Haiti or Nicaragua or someplace in India or Africa to experience what life is like. And I, I honestly think that that all of us would be better for it. I think people would appreciate their lives and also maybe have a desire to to help more in some way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, that's heartbreaking.
0: Mm -hmm. but you have the satisfaction of making a difference.
1: Yes. And I'm for that. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for Peter Gillum, who is the man originally gave me the exclusive distribution rights to sell natural in Canada. And um, it's just been, you know, it's not been without its hard work. You know, we've been doing this almost to be 20 years next year, but um, I am just so thankful for our company. And I have actually two of our sons who work for us which is uh, really wonderful as well. That's terrific, good for you. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you? Well, uh, we're gonna continue to uh, grow and expand our company and and uh, continue to grow Thrive. Three years ago, we hired a, a young guy in his early 40s who is now the international director for Thrive for Good and, and uh, he's expanding it. We're now in India and Sri Lanka, uh, South Africa, many countries in Africa. And um, our heart is just to, to partner with other organizations that are also doing good works and feeding people and collaborate and, and um, you know give them some of the materials and skills that we've been able to develop over the years and what, do whatever we can to help end poverty. That's our big, hairy, audacious dream. Linda, I'm
0: very impressed. You are a wonderful person. Well, thank you. Thank you. So how are you, Maria? Maria. Oh, well, thank you. So, Linda, anything else you want to share with our audience?
1: Well, I would just say that it doesn't matter how old you are. I think that you can always have dreams and goals and and vision for um, for doing something positive in your life. A lot of people lose their passion or lose their purpose. And as I said earlier, I think the last 20 to 30 years of your life can be, you know, fulfilling and exciting. And um, as long as you're thinking about others, I think that's probably the most important thing that has given me a lot of joy.
0: Well, thank you for that, Linda. And thank you for being on our podcast. Before we leave, I always like to ask one last question. Mm-hmm. And that's what are the three superpowers you've developed since you've turned 50?
1: Well, I would say uh I would say, first of all, faith. I've always had faith, but I think um, as time has gone on, my faith levels have increased and got stronger. I think being persistent and hardworking uh, really has made the biggest difference in our ability to grow our business. And then having a passion, having a passion for something that is worthwhile and something that really gets you up every day and gets you excited about life.
0: Thank you so much, Linda. It's been such a pleasure to have you on our podcast. I thank you for being here and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you, Maria. Same to
1: you, dear.